Hello, welcome to Walk-In Confessionals, where we talk to people in the hospitality industry and tell a few stories about our experiences. I am your host, TJ Allison. This is episode one. Today we will be talking to a friend of mine, Tasha. She has been in the industry for 20 plus years. She has agreed to talk to me about her experiences being in the industry. Thank you for joining us. Let's jump in. Working on your feet all day can be tough, especially if you work in a restaurant. That's why I like my shoes to be indestructible. Indestructible shoes give your feet the protection they deserve while not sacrificing on comfort. Thanks to the hardworking research and development team, they have crafted the ultimate all-in-one footwear solution to putting comfort and protection at the forefront of each and every step you take. Built with military-grade Kevlar, indestructible shoes are incredibly tough and extremely lightweight. Made with European steel toes, puncture-resistant soles, and fire-safe materials, you can work safely knowing that your feet are protected. Go to indestructibleshoes.com and use promo code TJA20, that's TJA20, at checkout and save 20% off your next order. Hey there, Tasha. Hello, TJ. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. It's... Appreciate you saying yes. Um, so we'll just get right into it. Uh, I know you told me you're not working in the industry at the moment because of some stuff that's going on. But uh, where where were you working before? My last place was Kelsey's. Kelsey's? Yeah. How was working there? Honestly, it was a pain in the butt. Was it? It was. It? I was the lead, and nobody did their job. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've experienced that before. Uh, I was a manager at St. Louis for a while, and no one wanted to do anything. Unless, that sounds about right. Corporate showed up, then they did their job, but other than that, No. So was it the same with you where if like corporate showed up, people were doing their job perfectly, but. Yes, very much yeah. so. Corporate showed up, everybody got their heads out of their butts. Yeah. Um, how many, have, have you worked in many franchises before or do you like working in like the mom and pop type of places? Um, I've technically never like- worked in a mom and pop shop. No. No, I've worked everything, mostly franchises and one uh, high-end golf course. Right. I remember you getting the job there. And yeah, telling us way back it. when. Way, way back when. When yeah. we were in uh, culinary school. Yes. Good times. Yes. Um, the golf course was definitely interesting. We did everything from serving your usual hamburgers and hot dogs during the day to buffets and fine dining in the evening. Yeah. It literally required you to do everything. It was a hoot. Yeah, I bet. Um, I know my brief stint of working in golf courses, I uh, was actually running the kitchen in a golf course, but it was like a glorified hot dog hut, to <laughs> say the least, to be honest. Yeah. Because literally the kitchen was – just me and I had one helper like every once in a while 
And it was funny because the general manager would have me do like the hot dogs and hamburgers and stuff. He wanted an actual menu and that. And then we did the nine and dines. I'm sure you've heard of those before. Yeah. So I would do nine and dines, have to come up with a nice fancy dinner. And that was literally the only time I was able to be creative (laughs) were for those. And then the men's and women's leagues that we had. That sounds like fun. I would literally be making a burger on one side, breakfast on the other side, and then putting together some fancy honking lunch for another couple. It was fun. I bet. Um, So with working in the industry for that long, is there a particular dish that you're you're, uh, like go to that you know you can make really well? It's not so much a dish. It's a baking thing. I bake Cinnabon cinnamon rolls. Oh, yeah? That is what I am known for in my friends and family. Nice. I, I love cinnamon rolls. Like, they're... I personally don't like making them. I love eating oh, them. I hate I love making them. them. Yeah? Nothing better. What's the weirdest food you've eaten? You know... <laughs> You know, I've been thinking about that all day, and I can't think of anything particularly weird that I've eaten, but I can tell you the weirdest thing I've made recently. Oh, yeah? My other half adores macaroni and cheese with tuna. I could see how that's good, but that does sound weird at first. Oh, it smells horrible and looks worse. Oh, yeah? Yes. I I remember being in culinary and they giving us sweet meat. Ew. Did you ever, did you get to try that at all? Yeah. It wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. I remember Ryan being in our class and just going for it. (laughs) He went for everything. Oh, yeah. I don't think there was anything we put before him he didn't eat. Just like JJ. Oh, yeah. JJ was fun. Now, with uh, being in the industry, uh, there's a lot of, like, right of passages, right? Where people pull pranks on, like, newbies and people fresh out of, like, culinary school and that. Was there any pranks that you personally liked to pull or you know about that you've wanted to try? There was a horrible prank pulled on me on my first day at the golf course. Um, I came in for my first shift, put on my gear, got into the kitchen. And my trainer, who put on his gear, came into the kitchen, came running out of the change room, screaming, yelling, hooting and hollering. He was just upset. He drags me into the change room and yells at me to open his locker. I'm terrified at this moment in time. I have no idea what's going on. I just know he's angry. Mm. I open his uh, locker door to discover the severed barbecued pig's head that they had done the night before on top of a toilet brush handle in his gear. Freaked the crap right out of me. I'm going to be honest. He found me in the parking lot about 10 minutes later. 
Wow. Yes. That, I feel like, is a bit far. Yeah, I didn't say it was the best prank that's ever happened. Like, I, I've heard of, like, the pranks where, hey, go chop me some flour. I need it super fine. Or, hey, go mop the walk-in freezer. <laughs> I love that one. I didn't even think of that one. Yeah. My favorite was sending them I've to the... I've actually done that on someone before. My favorite was sending them to the freezer out back. I'll be honest on that one. I forgot about that. Yeah. Of course, I never had a freezer out back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I've uh, I've sent someone go looking for a left-handed spatula oh, before. I love it! One particularly young and naive dishwasher I sent back to get a bucket of steam. <laughs> You're meaner than I am. You know those coffee uh, makers, right? Mm-hmm. Where they have spout on the top for hot water. Yeah. I've had a dishwasher that I've told, I need you to drain the coffee maker. <laughs> you need to tab. And he was there for like a good 10 minutes before he realized, wait, this is hardwired into the wall. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, your stories are better. It, it was ridiculous. Mine is just traumatic. Um, yeah, no, I, I would be freaking traumatized for that. That is ridiculous. They were not yes, nice young uh, men. No, they don't sound like it. And I was thinking of going there for work before. <laughs> you know what? It was a great place the- with the exception of that incident. Yeah, well, I guess... We'll go right into, uh, was that, would be your, like, worst job that you've had? Like, no. Or have there been worse? No, my best and my worst are actually the same place. Oh, really? Yes, Montana's. Ah, I loved, good old Montana's. I loved Montana's before they got the smoker. Oh, yes. Yeah? They have an actual yeah. smoker? Is it, like, an electric smoker or do they use actual, actual like, wood chips? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Biggest pain in my butt. Oh, yeah. I love that place. I used to have my own stove in the back. I was a prep cook. And I literally spent my entire day orchestrating this great calliope of everything from cooking pasta to making sauces to spinach dip. And you'd have like 20 things on the go. And it was fantastic. And then we got Mm -hmm. the stupid smoker. And then you'd spend almost 15 hours smoking crap that got in your way, took up your space, then they gave you more work to do with less time to do it in, and then you spend all your time portioning and pulling apart pork, and I'm going to be honest, they never just did a little bit of pork. They always did like eight butts of pork. So by the time you shredded it, your hands are toast, and then you still have to portion it. Yeah. Yeah. The whole pork thing just makes me think of one place I worked. I was taking over for uh, the previous head chef, and down in their freezer, like it was like a chest freezer, like a good, I'm going to say six, seven foot chest freezer. Mm-hmm. Half of it was filled with pulled pork that's been oh frozen. My. And I'm thinking, how, why are we, ha- what? Like, why is there so much pulled pork? Like, it feels like the guy made pulled pork froze it he's like oh we need to make more pulled pork and they made more pulled pork and just became like an endless cycle like before i left there so i was only there for a few months stuff between me and the owners but literally it took 
we hadn't made pulled pork at all during that time. We were just using the pulled pork we had already. And it took us the entire time I was there, like the full like three I months to just get through all of that pulled pork. It was ridiculous. So I believe it. So that place was Montana's was like the best place and uh-huh. the worst place. Was the chef there really great or he had well, amazing patience. He oh, did. Yeah. I'm a bit accident prone and I cut myself quite a few times while I was there. Once on a meat slicer, <laughs> I poked myself in a vein with a knife, a uh, paring knife and just in general anarchy. And he yeah. cleaned me up and sent me off to the walk in so many times it's not funny. He should have fired my butt. Yeah. Hey, it, it happens, right? Yes, but I did it a lot. Yeah. What was your, your the worst thing that you've done, like, hurting yourself wise? Um, I had an incident with an avocado back in culinary school. I was taking... Wait, I think I remember Yes. This. I was uh, walking down the hallway with my coffee and a bunch of ninja avocados jumped out and attacked me. And I fought them off valiantly. <laughs> and in the <laughs> epi- epic fight, I got injured. I got four or five stitches in my palm. In reality, I was taking a pit out of an avocado and stabbed myself with the hilt of my knife. But I think that's yeah. the worst I've done. Yeah, no. What's the worst I've done? I think I've got, I think the worst I've ever done for myself is cutting the side of my ring finger on a meat oh! slicer. And this is like first week, first kitchen I've ever worked in where I wasn't a dishwasher. I have done that. Yeah. This is when I was working up north, up in like the Port Southern area. Stitches? No, I didn't. It was a small enough chunk where like it was like a nice little round Ew. chunk. Literally, I went outside. My chef went outside with me and he like bandaged me right up where it was like super <laughs> thick so he took care of me <laughs> i once pricked my finger yeah. with a paring knife and it took almost 45 minutes for the bleeding to stop yep oh, wow. apparently i nicked a vein or something but i put on a glove after pricking myself i put on a band-aid put on a glove started working and my sous chef looks over and my glove is full of blood He's like, what the hell, Tasha? And sends me off to change my glove and put my Band-Aid on tighter. So a few minutes later, he looks over and don't you know my glove is full of blood again. He gets really upset with me. Why didn't you put your Band-Aid on tight? So this time he puts my Band-Aid on so tight my finger's going red. And don't you know, I again have a bloody hand. Now he goes off, gets my actual chef who proceeds to make me sit through dinner rush with my arm above my head and drinking orange juice. I was beyond embarrassed. Wow. Yep. Actually, I just remembered the worst one I've had. It was, I was dumping hot water <laughs> out, like I was straining potatoes. Uh-huh. And flashed back from the uh, strainer, and it splashed down onto my foot and actually... Myself a third degree oh, burn, blistering no. and everything on my one toe, where it literally looked like I had an extra toe on top Ew. of my toe. 
yeah, it was it was gnarly. My foot modeling career <laughs> is over. <laughs> so was he? So that one chef you said it was at Montana's, correct? Uh, was he the best chef you worked for? Uh, the Montana's one, he was really good and really bad all at the same time. Oh yeah. Uh, he was utterly fantastic in the way of like, if you started thinking you couldn't do this, he was on your back going, you can do it. You can do this. I've got your back. And he would totally motivate mm. you. On the other hand, if you screwed up, he'd eviscerate you. Yeah. I find a lot of chefs are out there are like, okay, we got, we can do this. We can do this exactly like how your, your chef was. And, but as soon as you screw up, they're on you, but for the most part, it's because their name is yep. on that food, right? They want to make sure it goes out the way they want it, which I totally understand. We're all freaking egotistical. Yes. When I was running the kitchen at that golf course, yeah, it was just myself, but I pushed myself to make sure my food was good and was going out the way I wanted to, Even, especially for the nine and dines. Like, I cooked all that stuff that day and then I would have my helper in basically just helping me plate like one item of the whole dish. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Again, with being in the industry, what was, when you were starting out, what piece of advice would you give yourself or you wish that you would have known uh, when you started? Like what, What's something you wish you knew? You should never do a job that you love as a career. That is what I wish I knew because it's totally burnt Mm. me out and I don't love it half as much as I used to. Yeah. Yeah. I find I'm pretty much in the same boat. I, but I like a roller coaster. I'll get really into it. Be like, yeah, I'm loving it. And then I just kind of like, okay, I'm done. I'm getting tired of this. And then I get, find something cool uh learn something new and like oh back on there i like this again fair enough also don't be afraid of your knife but respect the crap out of it oh yeah no you always gotta respect your knife because it will hurt you in the end i remember the day i got Uh, my first set of professional knives i was washing them and i was drying off my very large bread knife and i sliced my palm right open you are very accident prone, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, I ended up getting butterfly stitches for that one. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever buy any uh, new knives after the set that they gave us in culinary? I did. I have a hankle. Nice. Yeah. I like those knives. They're pretty good. Oh, they're my favorite. It's oh. feather light, beautifully balanced. Um, I know I'm not going to pronounce this right, but it's a Santuco. Yeah, I think that that's really close. I can never say it properly either. No. When I try to say those types of words. Either way, I love it. I bought it when I worked at Montana's because they didn't have a nice knife service. And I was developing carpal tunnel and I needed a lot knife, a a sharp knife that was lighter. And actually, I'm the reason why Montana's has a knife service. Is because my oh, manager yeah. got a hold of my knife and went, holy crap. And so we got a <laughs> knife service. I you know some places I've worked have had knife services. Others didn't. So it's 
it's nice when they do, but it depends on how often they get them changed out is really what depends on if it's going to be a good knife or not. Because some places only have them like come in every other week yeah. and some have them every week. So a dull knife is not your friend. No. No, no, no. So what's the best advice you've ever been given by someone like in the industry? The best advice I've ever been given was given by Ian, who was my chef at the time. And he told me to make it a game. When you're in the middle of a rush, you're getting swamped and you're in the weeds and all the other cliches, you make it a game. Instead of letting the stress pile up and build up, you pretend you're playing a racing game and just go for it. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, I understand. I I understand. Uh, basically, like it's just a way of like motivating yourself, yeah. right? Now, do you have any any goals for your career, or whether it's in hospitality or in life? I'm going to go back and start baking again. That's where I meant to be. That's where I wanted to be. I just ended up in cooking because I was good at it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not very good at baking when it comes to decorating, which is why I never ended up in that career. I can't decorate a cake to save my life. (laughs) Well, that's why you try and get jobs in bakeries, right? Yeah. And bakeries don't just have stuff that needs to be decorated, right? There's like all the other stuff. Exactly. Like the breads and stuff like that. I can make biscuits that'll make you want to (laughs) cry. With your career that you're in right now, have there been any roadblocks or challenges (laughs) uh, from when you started to right now? I haven't had the traditional roadblocks. I went a little sideways and lost my memory. So it made it a lot harder to go back and try and cook because I lost most of my uh, cooking career memories and had to learn from scratch. That's basically when I met you in culinary. Actually, it happened after culinary. Really? Yes. uh, Almost four years ago now. Oh, wow. I had an entire day full of talonic colonic seizures. Which are like grand mal seizures, just grand mal is associated with, um, oh, I forgot the word. Yeah, epilepsy. And tonic colonic Mm -hmm. has pretty well no grounding. And they have no reason for why I had the seizures, but they put me in a coma. And they're not certain if it was the seizures or the coma that caused me to lose five years worth of memory. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That. That is a long time. Yes, it is. I had to relearn everything. For my first year, I was literally, first year after the seizure, I literally grew up. I woke up being a little toddler and continued on from there. Oh, wow. Are you happy where you are right now? Or do you wish you were a little bit further on? Or I'm pretty happy with where I am right now. I'm very lucky at my progress. Mm-hmm. Given what I've done is so unprecedented, I have no bar to race against. So I think I'm doing pretty good. That's good. As long as you like stay positive. Right? Exactly. Do you want to go back into working in kitchens or do you want to try and veer into the baking? Oh, no, the baking. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm old enough now that I can do what I want and make me happy. Yeah, that's good. Do you have any like plans on wanting to eventually opening like a your own bakery or? No, I don't think so. I don't no? think that's for me. You'll just be happy working in one. Yeah, I'm more of a behind the scenes kind of girl. It makes me happier. Is there any advice that you would give someone that is thinking of hospitality as a career? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, definitely go to school. Get your, uh, oh, shoot, I forgot the word. Get your red seal. I know it seems like a pain in the butt, but go for it. It's worth it. You're worth it for that matter. That's my advice. It's always good advice. You definitely got to, Red Seal definitely helps when you're in this industry. For listeners that don't know or just don't live in Canada, a Red Seal is something you get from the government showing you have completed X amount of hours as an apprentice under another Red Seal. It could be for a chef, plumber, electrician, etc. Someone that is in the trades. And it just shows that you have the minimum knowledge you need to do this trade. What is a common myth in the hospitality industry that you want to clear up right now? Um, a common myth that I'd love to clear up. Oh, geez. This isn't for the culinary people. This is for the average show. We use microwaves more than you think. Surprisingly, yes. Mostly Applebee's. That's their head chef. (laughs) Microwaves happen a lot more than you think. And half your food isn't as fresh as you think. Now, that depends on where you go. Chain restaurants, your food isn't half as fresh as you think it is. Because I know Applebee's themselves... At least the one where, uh, in where I'm at, well, I'm not at that place, but where I live, uh, they have, I have good authority to tell you, they have about 10 or like 12 of them in their kitchen and like no real stove or oven. It's yeah. literally all microwave. And That's why your food's usually too cold or too hot. Yeah. Uh, I don't eat there. <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, but yeah, I know a few places that I've worked have had microwaves. A few places I've worked haven't. Like, it all depends where you're going. Like, yeah, there's some mom and pop places that will have a microwave and they'll use it to, like, quickly heat up some rice or quickly heat up some soup that got sent back that's apparently too cold. <laughs> I love right? it when that happens. Right? Yeah, soup's right. literally boiling on your stove and it's like oh no it's too cold well that's because you played on your phone for 20 minutes yeah like what is the worst customer you've had okay but then you have to ask me my favorite customer because i have one too. okay all right the worst customer i had was back when i was 18 i worked at wendy's and okay. this lady used to come through the drive through and order about 14 of those stupid little junior uh, cheeseburgers and she'd order each one differently and she'd yeah. always complain that she, we got them wrong 
And of course, the manager would either comp the meal or discount her meal. And she came in at least twice a week. After yes. about four months of this stuff, I finally got mad because I was the person making this food and I was always remaking it. Yes. I sat there, wrote out each individual mod on the wrapper, made each burger individually modded onto that burger, folded it up all nice and proper so she could see the mods, and then she complained. Mm-hmm. And my manager had to stop me from climbing out the window. I was ready to get her. I was so mad. Anyhow, she was no longer welcomed at our Wendy's, thankfully. Wow. Oh, Could have killed her. <laughs> oh, I was what so was mad. Who was your best customer? My favorite customer was this little old woman who came to the, my restaurant at the at the golf course. And she came in once a week. She or, always ordered off menu. She was a uh, vegan. And mm-hmm. she always ordered the most crazy breakfast me- menu. And I got to have so much fun with plating it and putting it together. Because basically, when she figured out that I would make her what she asked for, I got Cartier Blanche with whatever I made her. As long as it was to her specifications. Yeah. So I used to look forward to her visits. She always showed up on Sunday. She'd show up with four or five people. They all had the same thing. So I'd get to get this everything together. I'd make her crazy soups. I'd make her crazy lunches. I'd make her crazy breakfasts. And I had so much fun. And then the woman tipped like a madman. Oh, yeah. It was that fantastic. Was Oh my gosh, she tipped like a lunatic. The server would get 50 bucks. I would get 50 bucks. Always a thank you. She was my favorite. Yeah. And not uh, just because of the money. I, I have, when I was at the golf course, I had a few, uh, a few customers that were really great and a few that were really bad. <laughs> one, one woman I had, she always came in always ordered the fries she always loved the fries but whenever whenever uh, she would come and do the nine and dines and like mod the frig out of everything <laughs> or she would come for the ladies league and she's like can I get fries with it instead of the side that I have with it she's like can I get fries with it instead like doesn't come with fries or one item like it like i did quiche once and she wanted fries with the quiche instead of the salad oh my fries with the quiche (laughs) (laughs) or she'll like i'll have like a nice thing that they can choose from for the ladies league and she'd be like no i just want fries oh like I've done so many nice things for the ladies' league. Men's league, I just kind of go the easy route because they're all men. They're going to eat basic stuff. Ladies, I kind of went a little bit nicer with. Best customer I've ever had was this one guy, Frank. He was the best. Like, he would come in, joke with you, uh, always had a smile on his face. He'd want to know about what's going on with my dog what's going on with my fiance and everything like he'd always ask how's life going or anything like that he was he was a great guy i'm glad to hear it sorry about the lady though 
Yeah, no, she was she was terrible. Oh, there was another lady too. Oh, I don't want to go into that though. She's cool. <laughs> Always complain about everything. I want to thank you for coming on to my podcast. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed myself. We appreciate it. I want to thank my guest, Tasha, again, for coming on the show and sharing her experiences in the industry and in life. To have her memory be taken away and to come back to being the amazing person she was when I knew her in culinary school proves how amazing and strong she really is. And what a great support team she had in her corner. And thank you, listeners. If you have any questions or comments, I would love to hear them. And please subscribe so you can stay in the loop when my next episode airs. I am TJ Allison from The Walking Confessionals, signing off. Good day.